Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. Dude, that's that's exciting shit, man. I'm really I'm really stoked to hear that you guys are doing that. Has that been a little bit of a challenge to get that to be in uh, liquor stores? Um, to be honest, it's uh, it's ramping up a little quicker than we thought. So uh, the challenge is keeping up with really? what we think is going to be the um, initial demand. So wow, <laughs> a good dude, a good challenge to have. Listen, a good challenge is better is better than uh, not being in business. So you guys have been pushing and making moves throughout this pandemic, which is awesome. So exactly, um, we we appreciate it. And, you know. Gary, thank you, thank you so much, man, for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, for everybody listening in, welcome back to Breaking Barriers today. We have uh, you know some pretty a pretty good dude, Gary, who's an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, I would say. Um, and right now we're talking about. Battle River Brewing, man, and and you know, and for the people out there who don't know who Gary Morrison is, can you please speak to obviously you know who you are as an entrepreneur, um, you know what what you're in, and then dive in on how you got started with Battle River. Sure. So, um, um, one of my partners here uh, and myself uh, have a CrossFit Tom's River down in downtown Tom's River. So it's a CrossFit gym, a um, little strength and conditioning uh, program, you know, for people of of all ages, from kids all the way to uh, the elderly. So we're trying to make people a little bit healthier. And, you know, as you see in the pandemic, it's really important, right? Um, yeah. So we, came, yeah. <laughs> so we came up with an idea. We wanted another business and we focused on downtown um, as that's where our uh, one business is. I'm a Tom's River guy. Uh, and we knew that this could be a vital, vital part of revitalizing the downtown area of Tom's River. And the town was really um, pushing that as well. Uh, right around this, uh, you know, in, in parallel, right at the same time as, as we were. So we found a location and we decided to open a brewery as we, we figured a brewery is really vital to towns that are trying to build up their downtown, uh, making them a destination. They all had one thing in common and it was that a brewery came to, to, to be. So um, we decided that we're going to, we're going to get into the beer business. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And for people out there, who, again, we have people listening in from the UK, Australia, all over the US. So for people out there who want to start their journey in brewing, right? What what is that what does that look like? I mean, it's not as easy as just getting a space. So like like what what, what are the steps and how and, and how did you guys start to really build success? It's obviously the two two to three year location. Um, it's always pretty packed. You know, it's a good environment, good people, you have work in there too. Um, so what's been the journey to get it where it is today? Yeah, so um, we like to say maybe we were too dumb to to know what that journey was, and and that's why we got into it. <laughs> but it, it's been a, it's been a great one, uh, John. To be honest with you, uh, you know, obviously, uh, location was important to us. I mean, most breweries in right. uh, New Jersey are industrial parks, and for yeah. for for all the right reasons. I mean, it's really easy to operate a brewery in a in an industrial park. You have big garage doors. You have deliveries of grain coming on pallets. You have, you know, everything that needs to be shipped out, uh, brought in, and you really need a lot of space. But we kind of sacrificed a little bit of that utility to be in the downtown. Um, and again, right. you know, that's why we, we say maybe we were too dumb because we didn't know that that was, you know, a, a huge part of, of making the beer and, and, and everything um, was, was right. that utility. So we, we sacrificed a little bit of the ideal um, 
operating environment for the the environment that we wanted. Right, right. So, so one of the things I want to talk about though is like I was really, really blown away by when I went there and the selection that you have, like from seltzer, from seltzer drinks that were pretty fire, um, to really great tasting beer. Right, and it wasn't just typically it wasn't something that was just like super hoppy and like you know had no taste to it. You guys had a lot of great taste as well as again for me, I'm a fan of not drinking little bitch drinks. So when I saw like, some of your beers have like nine or eight percent on it, you know the the seltzer. How much does the seltzer have on it? That's a ten percent. Ten percent. Like so, it's like when I saw your guys' numbers, I was like, "This is some good shit." Um, what inspired the brews that you have, and and how did and how did that play into like you know cultivating? Because again, you guys not knowing all this stuff, like and and building that that again quality menu of beers, like and, and the seltzers. How did that happen? So, you know, the partners and I, um, again, we weren't beer heads, right? So um, right. we wanted this place to be a destination. We wanted it to be an experience. We wanted it to be the focus right. of downtown for people socializing. Um, so that end, we couldn't pigeonhole the beer to be a certain style. And I think, you know, when you have uh, brewers, you know, open breweries, they tend to stick to what they like or what they think is working. Uh, we wanted our customers to tell us what's working. So we put out everything that we could and we gave, you know, creative uh, license to our brewer that we did hire with the simple right. edict that, you know, we're going to have a variety. So right. let's, let's talk about it. Let's see what you're going to come up with and let's see if we can put it on the menu. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, Hey, you know, it's a swing and a miss and, and we'll move on to the next thing. But, you know, fortunately, we've had, you know, a pretty good success with, with all our beers. And like you said, we have uh, 24 on tap as we speak today. So we added a quite, a, quite a few from when you, when you came in the last time. Oh, shit. So I got to get back in. That. You got to get back in. So there's certainly some, some ones that you got to try that you, you probably wouldn't find um, in too many other places. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, I want to get in there and check it. So <clears throat> a little shift here, but a lot of the questions that we get mm – -hmm from the entrepreneur perspective. Um, and, and I'm curious, so like most people ask like, what is your morning routine and what is your like evening routine look like to set your days up for success? Um, like, do you have a regiment that you follow a routine every morning or at night to, to make sure that you're in like good, in a good spot? Yeah, so I do. I mean, you know, it, you're juggling a, a few different places. I think you need to have a little bit of a routine, right? Um, and it works for me. Some people it doesn't work for, but I do work out, uh, quite often. So it's either going to be the, the 5 a.m. workout and get my day started, um, depending on what the night, the night before entails. Um, if I have a late night, then obviously that's not going to happen. And I'm going to, I'm going to work out later at night. So um, I, I put my day uh, around that. And then I have my, my lists and, and everything's on my calendar. So if you look at my calendar, it's, um, it's pretty full, but it's, right. it reminds me that of the things that I have to do right down to the, to the little things. I mean, even if I wanted a little bit of time to read or study, I put that on my calendar. So nobody bothers me. And I hold myself accountable to, Hey, in this time, this is what I'm doing. Um, I love that. So, so your calendar, you really navigate based on your day to day life is based off your calendar. That, that's correct. And, and, you know, uh, I like to read. I like, I like to meet people. Like when you came in, it was such a great thing. I mean, 
I saw one of your videos, you know, prior to you even coming in when you walked around Asbury Park. And I'm like, man, that is a great company. They're doing great things. And then you came in here and just by happenstance and we and we met. So I, I like to, you know, follow local entrepreneurs, uh, you know, obviously more, yeah, you know, people out there in the world. Um, I follow them as well. So, you know, I do a lot of reading. I'll sit here. I have the TV on when, I, when I'm working with a with CNBC or one of the, the financial channels just to hear, you know, some of these people you know, talk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Is there anybody right now influential that you're really dialed into or listening to, like whether it's a book you're reading or, uh, you know, an audio book or, uh, you know, anything that you're gaining, you're gaining knowledge or motivation from right now that you're like really into. So, <laughs> so actually, you know, it's, it's not, you know, something that I'm really into. I'm a, I'm a little bit older, so I didn't get into the, to the Bitcoin craze. But with you know it becoming a little bit more ah. becoming a little bit more mainstream, I'm starting to read up on it a little bit more uh, and and try to understand it. So um, that's something that I've been devoting my time. I really like, yeah. I like to invest a lot. So you know I, I get out there, I follow a lot of the hedge funds guys, um, you know some of the some of the guys on TV and some of my own own research here. Yeah, I read something uh, the other day. We were we work with a lot of crypto people, and <clears throat> I read something the other day from one of our clients that said if you invested like ten thousand dollars into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin like ten years ago, like right now you would have two hundred and fifty million dollars in crypto. Yeah, um, which is bananas. It's crazy. <laughs> so to, to that end, I'm I'm reading a book right now. I actually just picked it up like two days ago. It's um, the Bitcoin billionaires, and it's you know the story of uh, the Wink the the Winklevoss twins, the, the Facebook guys that you know sued Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And even two years ago, I think Bitcoin was at when they were talking about it, when they entered about three to three to ten cents of Bitcoin. You know now yeah. you know, roughly forty thousand. So yeah, that math translates pretty good for only a couple of years. Of Real. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, the more the more I read on those guys, I think the more I'm going to study up on them because they seem to be highly intelligent, driven, you know, and, right. and you know, taskmasters as well. So I'd like to learn a little bit of, a little bit more about about the, the those guys. Yeah, man, I love it. They're they're dialed in when it comes to investments for sure. <laughs> um, but now, so where where do you see Battle River going in the next you know two three years, man? Do you have like a plan of like? what the next steps are and how you want to keep developing the brand and the company? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think we're going to, you know, stick with our, you know, mission, which is becoming a destination and a, and a, a place for socialization of, you know, everyone here in the, in the Tom's river and ocean County area. Um, but to get that, we're going to, we're going to grow the brand. Uh, we're going to continue to provide a variety of, of beers, a variety of high quality beers. Uh, we're never going to skimp on the products. And now we're in a, in the second phase, and only four months in, we're we're getting into distribution, and we're getting to it pretty heavy. So we'll be out in liquor stores uh, quickly. I know we, we we mentioned that right in the beginning that you know what's new, but we're going to get out there, get the name um, to grow, and hopefully that brings people into the tap room, and and they have a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. And and another question I have for you in terms of just like this is a common question we get too. So it, we always hear that it's like very tricky working with partners. You know, because there's so many things that can happen, disagreements, back and forth fighting. How do you keep your, you know, your your relationships and your and your uh, your businesses in a great standpoint in terms of your communication and you know and being on the same page? Because I hear it's very challenging. We have so many partners. There, there is. I mean, you know, 
it's like a family, right? There's, there's definitely challenges in a family as well. And there's, you know, certain sticking points. Uh, we try to always respect each other, no matter if we agree with a, a point or not. So, right. you know, there's never going to be personal jabs. There's never going to be um, yelling and screaming. There's never going to be put downs. Uh, you know, we can voice our opinions and sometimes they're strongly voiced. Um, <laughs> but as long as they're respectful of each other, uh, I would say, you know, um, my partner at the gym is one of the partners here. We have, you know, we have a couple of them and we have had a great working relationship for, you know, 10 years. So I, I knew what kind of partnership that was going to be. Um, yeah. You know, there's no questions, you know, what was going to happen and, and how we were going to deal with each other. Um, I would say to, to other people out there looking to start business, I mean, everything's great in the beginning, right? Uh, you know, everyone goes in with, with wide eyes and, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and everything's going to be great. But there do, you, you do have to define roles. Right. Um, and they have to be stated and they have to be put on paper. And, you know, you have to have a way for each of those people to, to, to get out if, if, you know, things aren't going their way. Yeah. Um, so you know, that, would, that would be my advice. I mean, just make sure that you have a clearly defined um, role for each individual. God bless you. Thank you. Um, you know, so that there, there, there is no gray area, right? Like yeah. if one person's in charge of finance, they're in charge of finance. Uh, if there's the working partner or the managing partner and he has the final say, you know, guess what? You, you, you have to sign up for that and you have to delineate um, who has what roles. And if you can't do that in the beginning, it's not going to work. Right. Right. And <clears throat> I love that, man. And that's, and that's a very tough thing because I know clients who've had very bad endings in partnerships and messy. So it's good to get information like that about a successful partnership. Um, <clears throat> now, is any, for this segment of it, you know, I like to kind of put my guests on the spot a little bit, if you're ready for it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you the backstory after you answer, but is there any adage or quote that, that you have heard over the years that you've been in business or grinding, or even when you're younger? Um, it could be a Gary original. It could be from your folks. It could be from any source of inspiration. Is there any quote you've heard that you really stick with when you're going through challenges or tough times that really resonates with you? I mean, I just, you know, I, I, I tell my seven-year-old daughter, it's, you know, whenever, we're, when, whenever she's going through something, it's find a solution. I mean, she, she, I've been telling her that since mm -hmm. she can talk. And whenever she comes to me with a question, I'm like, did you search for a solution first? You know, so, you know, it's kind of that. I mean, you just got to right. grind through. You, you, you can't be deterred. There's going to be challenges that come up, unforeseen circumstances, but you can find a way um, to meet the customer's needs, to meet your needs, to meet the business needs um, in, in, in every situation. You just have to find that solution that, that works. I love that, man. <clears throat> so many people are problem focused and they don't look at the solutions or the solutions. And that's a big thing I train my team at Dapping Social. Listen, <clears throat> when you're in a problem, because there's going to be yes, problems, yes. no question about it. I don't care if it's personal, business, whatever the fuck it is, there's going to be fucking problems. So <clears throat> but when, they, when they happen, good companies are ones that respond the right way, right? Exactly. You know, and, <clears throat> and I think that that's the difference. And so finding, having a solution-based mindset is fucking critical. 
So I really love that you said that, even to the daughters, each young. Oh, yeah. Every day, you know, it's it's not like, hey, we're doing it for you. I'm doing it for you. If you can't do it, fine. But we got to find a way. And if you can't, then we'll then we'll then we'll go to the next step. I'll help you. But even here, I write, you know, you want people like you said that are solution oriented and just not going to focus on the problem because you said problems come up. Right. I'd rather someone take action and, and be wrong, but say, hey, this is my reasoning. Then sit there and be like, well, I didn't do that because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't want to do make a mistake. I didn't want to do that. Right. Um, you know, like you said, find a fucking solution, get it done and don't be you know, above doing anything. You know, I've cleaned bathrooms. I've taken garbages out, I, whatever needs to get done during the day. I love that, man. It's, it's the whatever it takes mindset, right? And that's the biggest thing that we train here is like, if you have a whatever it takes mindset, you, you're not going to be, you, you can ask for forgiveness later, but make action happen. I don't want the pursuit of perfection to slow us down. because the, the, the pursuit of perfection is what slows down, you know, progress, right? It's like what kills progress. So <clears throat> I love that and appreciate that. Um, in incremental steps, right? Incremental steps is better than you know pursued perfection, right? So, hundred percent. I'd rather move forward than be stuck back. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, and, and the reason why I like to ask people that, Gary, is because when I first started the business when I was seventeen, I started looking up different things that I could like figure out that are like quotes that I really fuck with and like get me hyped up and shit. And so, as I'm doing my research, I found this one quote. And I printed it out. I put it on my ceiling in my, my bedroom at my parents' house. I put it in my bathroom and then also in the unfinished part of our basement, which is which my little first office. I had it everywhere, man. So it just always visualization of it. And um, and today I still actually have it in my closet now in my house. And it's live a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. And that takes that's with investing, that's with building a business, that's with going through tough times in business. Like there were so many people during this pandemic that looked at the pandemic and were like, wow, I'm fucked. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like I'm screwed. And we, you know, and, and I had to sit down with a lot of my clients and even people that I consult with. Um, and, and they were freaking out like the building was on fire. And at the end of the day, you're going to struggle. Don't get me wrong. You might have to cut staff. You might have to do all these different things. But the bottom line though, is that if you don't give up and you keep pushing, right, no matter what, you're going to grow and learn something and you're, you're going to become stronger out of this and, and, and pivot and, adapt and, and things like that. So yeah, adapt, no pun intended. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really appreciate your time today, man. Um, you know, I know time's one asset. We don't get back. So you spending it with us here today, spend, spend some knowledge out here. Um, anybody that's in the local NJ area of, of the beach and, and Tom's river area, you have to go check out Battle River Brewing. These guys are doing some big shit there. If you like good drink and not that that bitch shit, that uh, <laughs> has alcohol percentages in it, um, go check them out. Great flavors. Um, and this is where I want you to, uh, you know, hashtag, uh, you know, put yourself out there. So where can people uh, find you, like your website, social media? How can they interact with you? Ready, set, go. Yep. So we have a website, battleriverbrewing.com, and then batter, Battle River. Um, on Facebook as well as Instagram, so same thing. Battle River Brewing on both of those. Check them out. You know, follow us. You know, keep up to date what we're doing. And you know, we appreciate the time too today. I mean, I know John, you're you're busy. You got a great thing going on there, and 
listen, come down for some more beers. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. You bet. You bet your ass. <laughs> um, and everybody listening in, you know, again, digest this. A lot of people out there like the alcohol industry. So everyone listening in right now that wants to start, it's a good thought. It's a good thought process to understand that you have to have the right partners. You have to have the right brewmaster. If you're not a brewmaster yourself, um, there's a lot of great golden nuggets that were put out here today. So again, give Gary a follow on social. Um, and, uh, and everybody create an amazing day. And again, thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate it. Thanks, John.